Good morning. Welcome to Sanctuary Worship this Sunday morning. Uh, we have uh, an exciting thing happening in our church uh, this month. We have about 17 new people joining uh, the congregation this month. They are joining across all formats, uh, the day one online, sanctuary service online, and our outdoor commons worship. Uh, we will have one person joining today in this service. So we are so excited about that for the life of this congregation um, and the work we do here. So I look forward to you uh, being able to participate in that later in the service. Also, we are enjoying our Great Eight series. That is when we respond to your recommendations for what we should sing and what we should hear. And today, uh, music, some of the music recommendations, My Faith Looks Up to Thee, that comes from Diana McAdams, and The Church's One Foundation as the postlude, that was recommended and requested by Greg Roberts. We've also had some anonymous uh, recommendations of music, and those are in this service as well. And finally, our scripture for today, Matthew 11, was requested to us, recommended to us by Dr. John Wickman. So we are excited to be in worship with you today. Let's begin.
call to worship this morning is Psalm 121. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where will my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. He who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time on and forevermore. Let us pray. God, may your words this day bring to each of us conviction, challenge, comfort, as our lives and choices this day require. Shape us even now, O Lord. Prepare our bodies and minds for this day. Give us strength and health, creativity, discernment. Prepare our souls so that all we encounter, every circumstance, will only draw us nearer to you. May our entire lives today be offered as true expressions of worship, O Lord. It is in your name we pray. Amen. Brothers and sisters, not out of dread or fear, 
but trusting that God is faithful to forgive, let us confess to God and to one another what we can no longer carry. Let us pray together. The prayer is printed on your screen. God of the spirit of kindness, in the glory of earth and sea and stars, in the patterns of humor and tenderness and touch, we celebrate your generosity. Forgive us when we forget the gift in our every breath, the care that sustains our every moment, the grace that can transform our every day. Set us free from the prison of grudging hearts, mean desires, doubting spirits. Give us courage to act with justice and generosity and draw us into love that does not calculate or keep scores. In your name we pray. Amen. Hear again the good news of Jesus Christ. Jesus did not come into this world to heal those who were healthy. He came into this world for the sick and for the sinner. He came into this world for you and for me. Know that it is his work in your life that forgives you of your sin. And now he calls you to a life of peace. Amen. Let's sing to God's glory. As we prepare to hear God's word read and proclaimed, let's pray. Lord, you are our refuge and our strength. You are our help in time of trouble. We pray that you would open our ears and our hearts to hear your word this day. May it be a living word for us. It is in your name that we ask it. Amen. We have two scriptures this morning. Um, the second scripture is Matthew 11, the one that Dr. Wickman requested. Uh, but I want to do a partner scripture with it, which is Matthew 3. John the Baptist has begun his ministry. And then we hear, uh, we hear part of what he is preaching. I'm in chapter 3, verses 11 to, and 12. John preached, I baptize you with water for repentance, but one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand. And he will clear his threshing floor and will gather his wheat into the granary, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. 
And then from Matthew 11, by now, uh, John is not preaching by the Jordan River. He is in jail. He's in prison. And Jesus has been doing his ministry um, around the countryside. And we read these words, Matthew 11, beginning at verse 2. When John heard in prison what the Messiah was doing, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come, or are we to wait for another? Jesus answered him, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have good news brought to them. And blessed is anyone who takes no offense at me. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Long before there was the voice television show on NBC, long before that show existed, there was John. That's how he defines himself. His definition is based on Malachi's prophecy in the Old Testament. John is the voice crying in the wilderness. He is the messenger who makes straight the path of the Lord. John is the voice, and and people are turning their chairs right and left for him all over the place. Everybody's hitting the button and turning to look. They follow him into the wilderness. They listen to him preach and teach for hours on end, for days on end. So if John knew one thing about his life, He knew that he was the voice. The other thing that John knew was that his is not a solo act. From the beginning, he references another who will join the song. You heard some of that in what I read to you. He says to his followers, one is coming who will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. One is coming whose sandals I am not even fit to tie. So John knew he was not a soloist. But beyond that, things are less clear. Was this a duet sort of situation between him and the one coming? Or was it more like they would be in a band and John would set the beat and the one coming would be the front man singer? How would this work? John didn't know. However they melded, though, John was looking forward to it. He spends much of his time voicing how when the coming one shows up, everything is going to be handled. Judgment will be wrought. Justice will roll down. The wheat and the chaff, they'll be separated. All will be made clear. That was all the way back in Matthew's third chapter. Now we're in the 11th chapter, and there is trouble in the band. John has been thrown into prison, and his disciples are regularly bringing him updates on his fellow band member. They're they're telling him what Jesus is doing. They're telling him what Jesus is saying. And hearing these reports, John sends his disciples to Jesus to ask the question that cuts us to the quick. He says, are you the coming one, or should we wait for another? Don't forget, John was 
Jesus' most ardent supporter. He knew who Jesus was and Jesus' power, even at a distance. Remember way back at the Jordan River when John pointed across that crowd at Jesus and he said, here, see, this is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John baptized Jesus. John sent some of his own disciples to join Jesus' work. He saw the dove, heard God's voice land on Jesus. Some gospels even say the two of them were cousins. And now John, John has doubts. The idea that John would have doubts. It was so scandalous that Bible scholar after Bible scholar for centuries has tried to explain it away. They've written things like, well, John knew who Jesus was, but but he sent them to ask this question so that they would have the opportunity to hear Jesus' answer. Or or they'll say, John knew and trusted Jesus was the Messiah, but but he was giving him an opportunity to, to restate the point of his ministry. But we don't see any of that here. We we read that an ardent supporter is suffering in prison and he's struggling with his faith in Jesus, and he's brave enough and honest enough to ask. Are you really the one, Jesus? Are you really the one? Because what you're saying and doing, they don't match my tune, and I may need to put my hopes somewhere else. Jesus' answer, oblique as always, gives John his answer just the same. In the answer, John finally has clarity on one thing. He finally knows what kind of music they are playing together. They are not a duet, and they aren't even a band. They are singing around. You, you remember what a round is, right? We would sing them as children, like row, row, row your boat. Well, you know, just, just to remind us all how it goes, I got together some help earlier today uh, so that we can all enjoy and remember around together. Now, as you watch this, please know you cannot imagine how much I wish you were all here with us today so that I didn't have this solo part. Did you hear it? It sounds simple to point out, but did you hear that the one who begins a round never finishes the round? They can't. It's not their role in the song. It's not their role in a round. And John has just figured out that that's how it is with him and Jesus. They are in a round. And John may have begun the song or thought he did, He may have been the voice, but he does not finish the song. And not only that, he doesn't have much to say about how it ends either. Uh, He could think that it should end merrily, 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 life is but a dream. But Jesus may end it with merrily, 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 merrily to you, merrily, merrily, merrily 
to you. And John doesn't have a say. In a round, the only question is, if the one who has joined in starts to sing a different tune, are the other singers going to stay with them? Are they going to choose to join in with this new tune, continue to be part of the round? They don't get a say in how it ends. They only get a say in whether they will continue to join in. Will John continue to sing with Jesus? This is the crux of doubt. We begin many things in our lives, or at least we think we do. We decide and discern and we embark on all kinds of stuff. And sometimes, sometimes, Jesus changes the tune. Of all those plans we had set, of that beat we had begun, Sometimes the change of tune is that we are forced to change our own conception of God or our own understanding of Jesus himself. That's what's happening to John. He believed that the coming one would thresh the world with his winnowing fork and set the chaff on fire. He believed the coming one would burn away everyone's sin in a refining fire of his righteousness. But Jesus has changed the tune. Instead, he gets reports that Jesus is healing illness, opening eyes, giving hope to the poor. It is a new tune for John to learn, for so many of us to learn, and it is not easy. Sometimes, the change of tune is that our life is not going to end up how we decided it would be. It is not going to culminate in the road that we set out upon at the beginning. This is not easy to accept, this change of tune. And sometimes the change of tune is that the love and grace and mercy and justice, when they come at all in our lives, they seem to come the hard way. And there are times when we can barely see out of the light of our own prison. And knowing that the tune in our lives may be one of struggle, it is hard to hear. Whatever the change of tune is, it is doubt that follows. Like John, we cry out, are you the one, Jesus? Are you really all I have hoped you are, or do I need to give up on you? Doubt. Sometimes we think it is taboo to talk about it in church, to have any piece of it in our own faith, but even John doubted. And even more than that, the gospel writers are not afraid of it. They don't try to fix it for us. From Scripture, we don't know how John responded. They let us rest in it. We don't know if he decided he could stop being the leader of the round and become the follower of the new tune. We don't know. But that is what's being asked. We do know that. The voice, the one who preached with authority and who pointed with confidence and who prepared the path and who began the round, he now has to decide if he can do one more thing. Can he follow? 
Can he join the tune, even if it's a different one than he thought? Can he follow, even when he doesn't know all the words and the tune is new? Can he follow? Can he follow and join in simply because of the one who's doing the singing? And it's the same for each of us. Doubt is not something to deny or, or even something to overcome. It is part of what it means to be in a round. It's part of what it means to be in a round with Jesus where we do not get to decide the song's ending. So acknowledge the doubt. Recognize it. And then join in the song anyway. Because joining in the song Jesus sings, it means so much more to us than setting our own tune ever could. Amen. We are so excited to have in our worship today a soon-to-be new member of the church. Uh, this entire month of September, we have folks joining the church every Sunday either online uh, or at our outdoor service. And so this morning, I am very excited to introduce you to Margot Burleson. And on behalf of the session, you have been received by the membership of First Presbyterian Church. And I want to remind us of the promises that we are given, that when we are a member of the one holy Catholic Church, the one into which we were baptized, and the one we are nurtured in, then we become one with each other, sisters and brothers in the family of God. We are excited today to rejoice in the gifts you bring to us as you join with us in worship and service of this congregation. And so we are going to reaffirm our vows that you made in your baptism and remind all of us again of the promises that God gives us in our own baptisms. So let me offer you the questions of baptism. Trusting in the gracious mercy of God, do you turn from the ways of sin and renounce evil and its power in the world? Do you? I do. Do you turn to Jesus Christ and accept him as your Lord and Savior, trusting in his grace and love? Do you? I do. Will you be Christ's faithful disciple Obeying his word and showing his love, will you? By God's grace, I will. You know these questions well. And I have one last question for you about our particular congregation. You have now publicly professed your faith, and so will you be a faithful member of this congregation? Share in its worship and ministry through your prayers and your gifts, your study and service, and so fulfill your calling to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, will you? I will. This is very exciting, Margo. Let's pray. Holy God, we praise you that you call us to be a servant people, and we praise you that you choose to add to our number, gathering us into the body of Christ. Together, may we live in your spirit so that we can love one another, having the same mind that was in Christ Jesus. Lord, it is because of your love that we are here today. 
And so we do offer your, our prayers to you, our loving God. We offer prayers for the world today. Lord, hear our prayer. Be with the poor today, especially those who suffer under the consequences of this pandemic. Show them your care. Be with the suffering of the world. Be with those in our own country this day who suffer from storm or fire. Give them peace. Be with the depressed and the lonely today, especially those who grieve alone or who face difficult decisions at this time on their own. Hold out your hand to them. Be with the homeless and the refugee, especially we pray this day for those who feel forced into dangerous decisions out of their hopelessness and their fear. Shelter them in your arms, O Lord. Be with our own family and friends today, especially those particular people and situations that you know well and that weigh heavily on our hearts. Lord, hear our prayers. Be with us. Stay with us, for we need you. Even now, especially now, we need you, Lord. Hear us as we pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As we celebrate the offering of more added to our church family with Margot this morning, we come to a time of musical offering in our worship. May this music uh, be a gift to you in worship and glorify God.
I charge you with the prophet Micah's charge when he says, what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God? And now may the love of God go with you wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness, protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once more into these doors. The peace of Christ be with you.